My name is Katie Bulmer. I'm a former heartbroken and hungover sorority girl who found out at the age of 23, a cute boyfriend and hunch punch won't actually fill my broken places. Shocker, I know. It turns out there's only one savior. After this realization, I met a youth pastor turned financial genius, unlike any frat boy I ever dated. So I married him. Together, we have mentored teens and 20-somethings for over 15 years. We've learned a lot of the common themes, struggles, and ways we can help. So we're doing a podcast. Here it is. friends. Today is my interview with none other than Ainsley Britton. Ainsley is the brainchild behind the Unveiled campaign. If you're not already following the Unveiled campaign, they are a nonprofit dedicated to giving positive media and unveil the lies that we believe. I've got to know Ainsley both on and offline, and she is as true and genuine as a person as they come. She's done some amazing work helping young women see the truth and the worth that they are versus the lies that they hear in the media. You're going to love this interview as much as I do. So maybe grab a coffee, put those earbuds in and go for a walk and enjoy this chat with myself and Ainsley Britton. Hello, Ainsley. Hi. I'm super pumped about this. So just a little intro. Ainsley is a fast friend that I met on the online fabulous world of Instagram. And just immediately was like, I got to be best friends with this girl. And mm-hmm. has just a really cool, you know, ministry for young women. And she's funny, which also helps. And mm-hmm. has a lot of cool things going on. So Ainsley, why don't you just, you know, introduce yourself like a little back, you know, intro about who you are. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, my name is Ainsley B. My husband and I currently live in Houston, Texas, and um, love being in the South. We moved here from New York City, so it is um, much different, though I am from Louisiana, so it feels like being home, all the good food, all the fun stuff, and the nice warm weather. Um, I'm an author, speaker, and um, founder of Unveiled Campaign, where we um, equip young adults with a mental health toolkit of sorts. Um, so they know what to do if they or their friend are struggling with any type of um, life controlling issue, such as like depression, wow, depression, um, anxiety, eating disorders and self-harm. Um, so that's kind of the, the grind, if you will. And um, I enjoy it. I love teenagers. I love young adults. I think they are, um, just incredible people with incredible potential. So that is, that's what I do. That's who I am. Okay. So take me back to where this dream started. So like, what was your major in college? First of all? Yeah. um, I was a math communications major with a minor in music business. (laughs) Nice. And she can sing by the way. She says she can't, but she can. (laughs) Oh my gosh. It's on Spotify. I just, I'm 19. (laughs) That definitely qualifies. She's basically famous. (laughs) Okay. So mass communication and when did the stream start? And like, 
from, you know, hey, I have an idea to where you are now? Like, take us through that journey a little bit. Oh, gosh, yeah. So um, this dream, or I guess the, the dream was probably planted when I was 15, but I didn't know really what to do with it. But I was sitting in like some type of history class that I was super bored in. And I think my junior year of college, and I was just sitting there in class doodling around, and it literally felt like a lightning bolt of an idea went into my brain. Thank you, Jesus. And I just started writing scripts or video ideas for PSA um, videos that could be used by anyone, anywhere, any organization, whatever. Um, I just kind of wanted to put these videos out there. And it started with a video on sexual assault and the statistics that um, surround that. And um, it was just always intended to educate and, but also entertain young adults on self-worth and how to unveil the lies that we believe about ourselves. Um, Yeah. It just originated as a few PSA videos that are still up (laughs) and we film stories, concept videos and, we just wanted to really enlighten that sense of self-awareness to these life-controlling issues like depression, anxiety, eating disorders, self-harm. So they, so they didn't seem like the answer to the problem. So we could kind of start the conversation of self-awareness that could lead to self-acceptance, um, that could lead to self-worth, that could lead to, lead to self-love. And all of those things would kind of keep you from resorting to depression, anxiety, you know, self-harm, all of those extreme reactions to these lies that everyone believes about themselves, but we just don't talk about them enough and we don't relate to each other enough on, yeah, I've been there. I believe that. I currently believe that. How do we get through it? So those videos were kind of the the launch and, and the idea ever since. And when did those videos first come out? Those were in 2014. Were you still in high school or college or? Yeah, that was my junior year of college. Nice. Yeah. Or no, 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 wait, sorry. That was my, (laughs) wow. Uh, 2014 is when it started. Those ideas were probably 2013, which is my junior year of college. I graduated college 2014, so. I'm not really good with dates. That's okay. Close enough. (laughs) So actually from the, you know, idea to execution was not really all that long. You know, a lot of times people will stifle those dreams for years. So I think that's, Mm -hmm. that's great that you just kind of went for it. Okay. So I know people are saying, okay, you have an idea and then you just decided to record videos and put yourself out there. I feel like that's a big leap and, and it's a good leap, but what gave you the confidence and assuredness or life story or whatever you want to call it to like, just record videos and do, do your thing. <laughs> Question of the year. Right. Um, to be honest, the only reason it took me that long is because I had to, to save up the money to pay a videographer. I would have done it the next day if I could have. Um, but I think for me, I, get an idea and then I just race towards it until I feel like it's over. Um, so until the Lord tells me no or stop, I'm just going to go. And I think I don't really know what it is, (laughs) what it is about me that does that because I can't tell you how many times I've had an idea fall through or fallen flat on my face. But I think if you want to, 
achieve your dreams and you want to make a difference in the world, you just have to do it. You have to jump off of the cliff and not worry about what other people think or what other people say. And I know that's easier said than done, but at the end of the day, like they are not who you're answering to. You know, Rachel Hollis says that other people's opinions are none of your business. And um, I'll just echo that. And I say like, they're not your creator. They're not your finisher. The Lord has put these desires in your heart for a reason. And it's your job to walk them out confidently, no matter what, no matter if you fall on your face, like who cares? You only have one life, like get up, dust off and get moving. Girl, take me to church. (laughs) I just listened to um, that interview with John Maxwell and Rachel Hollis. And he says, you, um, I won't get the words exactly right, but like you dive in, you fail, you learn, you try again. And, and it's yeah. like you said, I mean, we all fail in some way, like, because it can always be better. Right. And if right. you are always afraid of failure, then <laughs> you'll never, you'll never go forward. You'll never launch anything. So that's really encouraging. Yeah. I think I, I always expect failure because it's going to, it's inevitable. And then whenever I do something that is remotely done well, like publishing a video on the proper day or whatever, I'm like, great, that was awesome. Let's move on. Move on, yeah. <laughs> and uh, so I guess instead of fearing failure, it's depending on it and then propelling forward anyway. Ooh, depending on failure. I'm writing that down. <laughs> and I love what you said that your videos are intended to educate and entertain because you probably heard this statistic that people will say that um, the general public will actually pay more to be entertained than educated. So, you know, people yeah. will pay more for a concert or a comedian than, uh, a, you know, a course in continuing education, which we would argue like, no, I wouldn't do that, but we, we do. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think it's really cool that you're focused to do both with these videos and like educate and entertain people. I think that's a really cool idea. Thanks. Yeah. I think that's the only way I learn things is like <laughs> by entertaining um, videos or concepts and like I remember in youth group anytime that there was someone just speaking to me I'd be like you know super trying to focus Um, but whenever there was a video I was like oh got it because that's how I you know absorb information is moving pictures and um, I grew up acting since I was five so maybe that had something to do with it (laughs) but that's just how I absorb that information and so um, I figured maybe some other people would too. Yeah. So one of my first big girl jobs was making commercials and we had to learn the statistics on advertising and, you know, a newspaper would get so many impressions and a billboard, so many impressions, but with video, you have sight, sound, color, motion, and emotion, which no other mm. media has. So I think that you, you know, in this world of YouTube, we can so easily use that to communicate whatever message we want. So kudos for doing that. That's awesome. Okay. Yeah, that's um, talk about failure again. You are not afraid of that, which is incredible. But just to kind of like, I don't know, bring it down. <laughs> can you tell mm-hmm. us like maybe one of your bigger failures or just something that stands out and what you learned from it? Oh, absolutely. I, there's a laundry list of um, of failures with Unveiled. I think the the biggest one is probably consistency. Um, like, you know, I don't, I don't make any money with unveiled. I never will and and don't desire to do so. And 
it's um, so because of that, you know, it's difficult for me to do everything consistently and, or, and as well as I'd like it to be done while working full time. So um, that's, that's really just an ongoing failure, <laughs> but, but in order to, I guess, overcome that, um, I've just been honest about where I'm at with my time and setting expectations on the audience who we call the Dev Club. Um, so I really, it's called the Dove Club. Love it. Yeah, so it's, um, the Dove is, is our, like, mascot, I guess. Um, and so I really just, I'll go on Instagram Live and be like, hey, <laughs> this is what's going on with me. What's going on with you? Yeah. And I guess I just let them in on, you know, what I can do moving forward. And and that's that's the focus on quality versus quantity of the content we share. So one of the things um, that we were doing was doing monthly videos and monthly blogs. And so we would do a blog on the first of the month, a video on the mid month around the 14th. And um, eventually I just did the blogs for a while and would do videos every quarter. And then last year, Last year, we were consistent on both. And this year, um, I kind of went live on, on our fifth birthday. And I was like, look, um, I want to produce a lot um, better quality of things that I, that I put in front of you. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to focus more on the online course that we recently launched and not as much on the story videos that are just, you know, people sitting in front of a camera, which are very powerful. And I mean, I'm obsessed with them. Like we've had some incredible ones. So whenever we find it, a story that we want to share, like we're going to film it, we're going to put it out, but I'm going to focus more on launching this online course or expanding it rather. Um, we launched an online course about um, anxiety and depression and brought in, um, a counselor and she walks us through, you know, the symptoms, the signs, what we can do to cope and what we do whenever we see our friends struggle. So she was amazing and, and we covered anxiety, anxiety and depression, but I really want to expand that and, you know, move on and uh, cover some more topics like eating disorder, self-harm, um, all of those things. So that's, that's what I told them. And, and um, they're just the sweetest people in, on the planet. So we're all in this together. That's incredible. Okay, so you said you had your five-year anniversary and you had these online courses for anxiety and depression, which is amazing. Um, so I guess just kind of like where Unveiled looks like today. Obviously, those two things, where else um, can we expect to see you moving and shaking on the online world? Yeah, so definitely the online course. Definitely some stories whenever we feel like, you know, this one is absolutely worth filming, capturing, and sharing. Um, Instagram is probably where we're going to hang out a lot, a lot this year. Um, instead of, you know, just scheduling a post and putting it out, we actually have a team of volunteers that go um, into the hashtags is what we call the quest, I guess. <laughs> and um, we look at the, the hashtags that are signaled as like in distress such as Mia, Anna, and Deb. Um, Mia stands for bulimia. Anna stands for anorexia. And Deb is depression. Wow. There's also, you know, a, a number of others, but 
behind these hashtags are communities of people who have encouraged one another to hurt themselves and you know said that that's what makes you strong and it's absolutely heartbreaking so I think we'll focus a lot more on on going into those hashtags and just all we do um, for most of those is shine a little bit of light and compliment and love and um, usually they'll you know follow back and and then go from there and if not, that's okay. We just want them to know that they're loved and they're worthy. Well, I had no idea about those hashtags. So you're definitely studying your target market. That's incredible. Oh, it's crazy. It's crazy out there. There's millions and millions of posts. Okay. So you're definitely, you know, living, um, close to girls, you know, these younger ages that are walking through all these dark struggles and stuff. Um, younger women, I guess in general, and this is definitely, you know, talking with a broad brush here, but like, what do you see the themes of um, today's teens and twenties? Like, are there, are there common themes that you, you know, the struggles that they face? Definitely. Um, I think, you know, while you're still in that age, you're trying to figure out who you are and what your passions are. And there's just that common thread of self-doubt and, and a lot of shame. Um, I've found it's a lack of peace with your past and um, simultaneously an unclear vision for your future. It just feels so scary, which is totally understandable. I remember that feeling like absolutely. Um, And I feel like this is when your mind can be such a battlefield and it's just up to you to armor up, ground yourself and and fight through it. And that's what we want to try and equip you to do. And, I mean, I personally, every single morning, put on the armor of God, like go through the list, um, walk through it. And I put on my helmet last because in um, like war, in the biblical times, whenever they would armor up, the helmet would go on last because it protects your mind, right? If you, if your brain or your head is, is destroyed, then your whole body is worthless. Like it, that's what's going to take you out. So the last thing to know you're ready is whenever you prepare your mind for the day or for battle and um, just equipping yourself with the right armor is going to absolutely change your world and the people around you's world. I mean, that's how they're go- you're going to join others in the fight whenever you're ready, but you can't help someone else fight if you don't have your helmet on or if you don't have your mental game strong or, um, or just know even how to cope with anything. So, yeah, I mean, I think that self-doubt, that shame is just a common thread that we just want to eradicate. Like, it has got to go. Because shame is not welcome in the heart of children of God. And it's, it's out of here. It's out of here. I love that. I love that um, that you talk about, you know, armoring up. I tell girls a lot of times that there is a war out there for your hearts. And, you know, yeah. when you're at war, you got to you know, have your game face on and be ready. And, you know, I always tell girls like the picture of sisterhood, you know, in these barracks together, is that the word? Like how the barracks where they, the army men, like lifting each other up and like helping each other with your wounds and, you know, getting each other ready for battle again. But um, the scripture that you mentioned, the, the armor of God, that's in Ephesians six. Is that right? Yep. 
Yeah. I, think I just want to like girls to be able to look that up and girl, write it on your bulletin board, put it on your screensaver on your phone, because every day putting on that armor is huge because it is a battleground out there. That's, that's beautiful. Okay. And another thing I love about you is what is super just contagious about your attitude and your personality is you can just tell that you're walking in freedom. And so I know that you have, um, haven't had a road of a beautiful, easy peasy, everything was handed to you kind of life. But (laughs) can like you walk through, first of all, anything, if you want to share anything that you have walked through hard and how have you come to freedom and walk in that freedom on the other side? That's a big one. Sure. Yeah. I think especially for a 20 something audience, um, it it is helpful to know what other people have walked through and how to, how to be free in Christ. So I, um, I guess my, uh, turbulence started. I was raised by a single mom. She is a warrior. She is incredible. Um, my dad was 21. My mom was 22. So they had no clue what they were doing. Uh, my mom actually speaking in, in your world and well, and mine, and I'm a sorority girl as well, but, um, I, my mom actually had her baby shower in the fine you house at her college. So I was born to be a fine you and was, and my younger sister is now. So my future daughter will be a triple legacy, which is pretty awesome. Uh, but anyway, that's just a fun fun note. Um, my freshman year of college, I was sexually assaulted by a friend and, um, that was kind of the catapult to my self doubt and my shame, which then, you know, led me right into unhealthy relationships. Specifically one was abusive physically, verbally, emotionally, um, all that crazy stuff. And that lasted for about a year before he ended it. And I have never been so thankful for a breakup because I would have never left. Um, There was just, you know, a lot of manipulation in in play. And I was just so incredibly unsure of myself um, at the time. And I felt a lot of responsibility for his emotional well-being. And if there's anything like I could tell, 20 somethings out there um, that you are not responsible for your boyfriend's emotions. Like that is just the bottom line. Um, So anyway, that kind of situation just catapulted me into a desperate um, need for healing. Um, I knew that counseling was a great thing. I knew that it was a positive thing. So that was the first place I went was just to find a counselor. And I had known the Lord my whole life, but at this time he just felt like an acquaintance more than a friend and, or a a father even, because I didn't really know what that looked like. Um, my dad came back into my life. He was like in and out, you know, we still had a relationship. He still had visitation rights and all that, but he felt more like, um, a cool uncle, I guess, than uh, like a father. So he, he kind of had to come to the Jesus moment, um, around the same time, I guess, which, which was really neat. And there was a lot of reconciliation there, but more than anything, I found freedom in Christ just with a slap in the face encounter. Um, I was driving in my car and 
I was putting on worship music and I was just like, you know what? I'm desperate. I need to, my, my heart just is totally broken and everything is broken. My whole life felt like it, it just hit a dead end because there was so much um, promise that was in that relationship, like marriage and just a future that was promised to me that was ripped out from under me. So I was driving my car and I turned on worship music and literally the only word that I could say was freedom. Mm. And this sounds like the weirdest thing on the planet, but it was like, I couldn't control my own motor functions. Like I literally could not say anything but freedom. And it freaked me out. Like you would not believe. Like I was like, freedom, 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 freedom. (laughs) Trying to say something else. I mean, I'm telling you like the Lord just took over my mind and mouth and just was clearly trying to communicate what I had in him if I would just grab it and if I would just take it um so I did and it was like the most insane transformation I've ever had in my life and it was all just internal I mean it was a renewed spirit it was a renewed self-worth it was a renewed self-love that I just had never known before um And it was just like me handing over that heartache was absolutely life-changing. Absolutely the thing that, that repaired that and, and empowered me to move forward and help other people because I know that that freedom, I know what it tastes like. And I know that it's possible for anybody who would just loosen their grip on whatever they're holding on to, whether it's pain, whether it's shame, whether it's self doubt, and just give it up because he is waiting to just welcome you into that throne room and hold you so, so close and give you the freedom where that's all you can say. And that's all you can proclaim. Um, and then that was just one of those moments where you're just like, if I ever doubted God, this, well, there is zero. I can't, I literally cannot. Wow. Um, so I don't even know if I, if that was what I, on topic, I forgot the topic. <laughs> Perfect. No, like, okay, you guys, like I did not write that in our notes, like, but there's just something about you, Ansley. It's true. You're, you can tell that you're walking in freedom and it's magnetic and people want to know more about it. And I did not know that story. And I'm just so, and it's funny because of the first interview I did um, with Carly, her blog post, her, um, her blog was called freedom and she, oh, wow. yeah, she walked through just a bunch of junk too. And then just meeting Christ, you, it's the same with her. Like you can tell that junk is buried and now she is walking in the newness and the freedom of Christ. And it's, it's, you know, people talk about like that uh, Christians will walk in a new light and people will just want to know what's different about you. I feel like you both walk in that freedom of Christ so beautifully. And I just, it's so captivating. I'm just so glad that I asked that question. <laughs> and for, yeah, I appreciate you saying that. I think also the other side of this is like, it's not just what God can do for you, but what you can do for God, right? Like, I mean, it is not about me. Like none of this life is about me. Anything that I ask of him should always be for the return of his glory. Like, I mean, even like we just bought a house. My husband and I just bought a house. Like that is meant to foster. Like I guess the charge 
in my heart for this house is to foster Christ-centered relationships. Like this house is not just for shelter for he and I. And our marriage is not just for, you know, really great sex and like a hot husband. Like that's not the end all be all. It's not for our human desire of fulfillment. It is directly back for the glory of God. And I think that is one thing that I often miss and that Christians in general often miss is that we just ask and ask and ask for all of these things and not all of them are God centered. Yeah. Um, so I think that is the the flip side of like he did this for me, but it's he did this for me and I have no choice but to use it for his glory because that is why I exist on earth. Carol, this is so good. I'm just like this. Yes, it's true. And you're doing that with your ministry and just your just you it's captivating. I don't know any other good words, but it really is. You can tell it and you're living it. And I'm just like, yay. And uh, by the way, yes, you do have a cute husband and I am all in favor. So it's funny. Like, I think it's so interesting because before I became a Christian, I thought like cool and cute and fun and dance, all the words that I love to live my, define my life by were like, oil and water when it came to Christianity. You know what I mean? And like, I, I thought that it was illegal to have fun and you only nerds could be Christians. And so, <laughs> um, I don't know. I still like am in a looking, just, I don't know. I'm fascinated by cute people who love the Lord. It's maybe it sounds stupid to everyone, but I think there's not enough examples. You know what I mean? Like we have cute people in our media who are not living for the Lord. And then we have, mm-hmm. I don't know, nerds maybe. <laughs> <laughs> anyway as as our examples of what to follow as godly people and so as shallow as it might sound I think it's great that you guys are an example of like a beautiful couple who are fun and dance and sing and you're also chasing you know unapologetically after what God has for you and um I always say the idea of this podcast started as an example of you can't be what you can't see and so to provide a platform of people like you who are you know, living that lifestyle, I'm just all in favor and think it's awesome. And I think everyone should follow her on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for saying that. You're so sweet. Yes. I just okay. love you. I love you more. Okay. <laughs> um, just kind of closing things up a little bit. You said a lot of awesome stuff, but if you could like go have coffee with a 19, 20 year old, cute little Ansley, what is something that you would tell her? Oh yeah. Um, I would tell her to stop being so stubborn and let the Lord take care of some of that heartache. Um, I think I would just truly try to teach her the power and grace of God because she felt so much shame and that's just not allowed in God's throne room. Like, you know, he's just done too much to cover your sin for you to just dredge it back up and not walk in his plan for you because of it. Um, I would just tell her to not hold back what God is propelling forward because you feel unworthy or you don't feel qualified. Um, the truth is you're not worthy of his glory or qualified for his use. And that's why God gets all the glory and qualifies the chosen. Um, it's not about you and what your desires are. It's about how you can save lives by directing people to Christ and um, I think she just needs to hear that it's not about you and that shame's not yours. 
because somebody died for that shame to be covered as long as you repent and, you know, move forward and just try to be better and do better and, and gosh, be honest and transparent. That's so good. Was that famous meme? Ain't, ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for shame. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jesus covered all that. That is done. I'm sorry if you want to keep carrying that around, but no, there's just no room. For yeah. That. Yeah. It's not yours anymore. It's not yours. Whenever it's, whenever it's been paid for. Oh, golly. So simple, but so profound, right? If we could just, we could, we could just grasp that. That's beautiful. Yeah. Okay. So tell me what are you pouring into yourself? What books, podcasts, trainings, what would you recommend to someone who um, is just interested in learning more? Yeah. Okay. So I'm a huge audiobook person. Like I'm, let's see, it's, February currently as we record this and I'm on my sixth book for 2019. Nice. Um, oh, that's great. So I'm just all about reading some books. Um, I love Girl, Wash Your Face, of course, but the book that really changed my world right now or the most recent one was Dare to Lead by Brene Brown. Ooh. I mean, I just think if anyone has ever heard like you are a leader or you're meant to be a leader, like you need to pick up that book yesterday. So um, I love that book as, as well. Um, Unveiled has some awesome, you know, resources that I still go back and watch on unveiledcampaign.com. Um, side note, whenever the Lord gave me Unveiled Campaign, I was like, God, I cannot spell either one of those words. <laughs> like, how is this real? And nobody, can, I, was, I was confident because nobody else can either. So that's been a nice adventure. Um, then <laughs> sometimes I go back to, I wrote a, a devotional when I, well, I wrote it like throughout college and published it a couple of years ago. Um, but sometimes I'll go back to that and be like, okay, what did the Lord tell me back then? Like, what are the promises that he gave me then that I can just, you know, lean on and rely on those resources because he's already given them to me. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Sometimes I, I talk to my 19-year-old self who <laughs> was writing that book and and think about the things that she was learning at the time. Because, um, you know, God's word is Are never... You... Sorry. What? No, <laughs> that's okay. I was just going to say it never dies. What were you going to say? Are you a journaler? Um, yeah, I was a huge journaler. Um, I did a lot back in the day. But... Lately, I haven't really been, I think I've been putting all my words into writing my second book, um, which I'm working on now. So I haven't gotten pen to paper um, very much, but are you? Yeah, I love to journal. I and mean, I was just thinking about when you're, you know, you wrote those devotionals when you were 19, which is incredible. And a lot of people can't say that, <laughs> but I was just curious because similarly, you looking back at what you might've written years back. I just think it's really cool to look back and see. Um, you know, the, the tears and the happiness and everything in between that you walk through. So that's really cool. Yeah. I love to journal. I don't do it every day, but at least, you know, three or four days a week. That's good. I need to do that. Uh, I need to do that more. I really do. Uh, and to be clear, sometimes I tell my 19 year old self, I cannot believe you wrote that. You are losing your, you've lost your mind. Like it's not, it's not, I'm not all, I was not, you know, very wise back then, but you know, when the Lord says something, that's, that's what's clear. And that's what I try and go back and read. 
No, I think everything Unveiled puts out is incredible. So speaking of which, what is Unveiled working on and where can we like follow along with your projects and where can we find all the things? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so Unveiled is, you can go to the Instagram, which is Unveiled Campaign, at Unveiled Campaign, or our website is unveiledcampaign.com. So pretty easy there. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then... I personally am working on my second book, like I said, and I'll, you know, be updating quotes from that or giveaways or anything on at Ainsley B on Instagram. And since my name is so impossible, it is A-I-N-S-L-E-Y and then B. Um, My name's never on those souvenir things, so I have to spell it out every time. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And and I actually have um, the first chapter that I'd love to share with anyone listening. Um, it's unedited. So if you're, if you'll give me some grace, then I would love to share it with you. And all you have to do is put your email in on my site at ainsleybritton.com and I can just send it on over. Oh, it's about the time. Sorry, I just interrupted you. Um, my first chapter is about the time that I ran away from home, my senior year of high school. So buckle up. Nice. If not. <laughs> Well, see, I love that. I think you're strong-willed too. You're my mate. My um, nine-year-old is very strong-willed too. <laughs> <laughs> well, you read this, the first chapter, so you will know the tactics. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, so I was just thinking, um, all those videos that you have as resources, wouldn't that be a cool idea? Like maybe if sororities could use that for, you know, just, they talk a lot about um, all the topics you mentioned. So I was just thinking that might be a good resource for women to use in their small groups and stuff. Absolutely. Those, all of those videos are on unveiledcampaign.com. They are meant for anybody and everybody who wants to use them. You just press play and you know, they're, the platform is Vimeo. So you just enlarge the screen and it is on there. Okay. That's so cool. I think it'd be a great resource for, you know, addressing um, all the things, depression, anxiety. I mean, who doesn't need a good video to kind of refresh on how to deal with those things. So that's awesome. Yay, Ainsley, you're so fun. Thank you so much for this time. And um, I'm just so thankful to get to spend some time with you. Yes, you are awesome. I'm so proud of you for just killing it, going for it. Um, And thankful and just honored. Thank you so much for having me on here. Of course, learning as we go, my friend. (laughs) All right, awesome. Hey, if you love this episode, well, I'd love your feedback. Head on over to iTunes or Spotify or wherever you stream your podcast and leave a review. Reviews help us know what you love, what topics you want covered next, and help others to find us. Hey, speaking of which, if you have a friend in mind who could really benefit from today's show, take a screenshot, like right now, of this episode, share it on your Insta story, and give me a tag so I can thank you. I'm at katiebulmer.life, and we really appreciate you spreading the word. Thanks so much for joining us today on Truth For Your 20s.